Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shiurim in the Sefer Lakutim Maharan. We're continuing in the ninth Torah, picking up right where we left off. And this is what our rabbi said in Maseches Pesachim, page 118. Our rabbis teach that it is just as challenging for a person to have his parnasa, his financial wherewithal, developed as it was for God Almighty to split the seas. Additionally, it's also as hard as finding a marriage partner and bringing two people together. Equally as hard, financial wherewithal, providing a sustenance, finances for a person and their family, is just as hard as arguably one of the greatest miracles of all time, splitting the sea when the Jewish people were able to leave Mitzrayim to get out of Egypt to go towards Mount Sinai and eventually the, the promised land to Eretz Israel, which is equally as challenging as bringing two people together, finding the right shidduch, the right marriage partner. Those three things are all unbelievably challenging. Continuing in Lakutim Moran, Ki Yamsuf Nikr Shnei that the sea was split into 12 paths, Keneged Shnei Shvatim, each one associated, corresponding with one of the 12 tribes, and the Jewish people, through their prayers, cause a zivug, cause a coming together, the the marriageable partnership, the holy partnership between God and the Shechina. These are two aspects of the Almighty, and a lot of the Kabbalistic writings, a lot of the deep mysticism has to do with this marriage between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shechina, between God and, and this other aspect of, of the godly power, where we're causing a supernal marriage, a unification on high, when the world seems to work better, when we're involved in prayer, according to our proper Nusach, the Jewish people cause this marriage, this coming together, which as we just learned, is something that's unbelievably challenging to bring two people together. This is not people, these are aspects of the Almighty, but when we pray, that causes those different aspects to come together, bringing about this supernal unification. Now, what's the proof that Rabbi Nachman brings? Kemoshakasev, like it says in the verse in Tehillim, Solu l'rochev aravos. Pray to the one who rides upon the Aravos. What does that mean? Rochev, this riding, what does that mean? Da Kedusha Brichu. This is talking about the aspect of, of, of Hashem called the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Aravos da Shechinte. When we say the Aravos, this is talking about the Shechina, the other aspect. There's two aspects of the marriage. There's the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the Shechinte. And when you bring them together through our prayers... And when we bring them together, if you notice the word Nisarev is connected to Aravos, they share those letters, when we bring them together, Kolagvanim. They produce all of the colors that exist in the universe. This is pretty amazing. You can imagine when things come together, for example, with basic art, you have primary colors. You have a yellow and you have a blue and that makes a green. When you bring things together, there's something else that comes out of it. When you have a husband and a wife, please God, that can make a child. When you bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shechinte together, so that creates this wild array of colors, all of the colors, which also, by the way, correspond many different colors to the various tribes, the Shvatim that we've been speaking about already. And accordingly, this connection 
is caused through the proper prayer. Because this is what merits the coming together. And prayer. These prayers of the 12 different proper paths according to each tribe. So therefore, one's marriage partners compared to this splitting of the Red Sea like we saw before, which is also divided into 12 parts. And also, the Jewish people provide sustenance to their Father in Heaven through prayer. So this is a challenging concept that we're going to revisit. Literally, this means that we provide sustenance for God Almighty through our prayers. What's the obvious challenge? Is that God doesn't need our sustenance. God is fine on His own. What is it that we're providing when we when we pray? Who is it for? For whose benefit? Who gets nachas, so to speak? We're going to break this down. Uh, we're going to continue to break this down. But don't chas v'shalom believe, based on this one line, without going further, that God will somehow stop existing if the Jewish people don't daven. God doesn't need our sustenance. God doesn't have needs in the same way that a human does. So let's continue and see if we can break this down and understand a little bit better. Like the Pasuk says, And Yaakov stood up, or it was established for Yaakov, as a chok, as a statute. And the Gemara in Meseches Beitza says that chok, the statue, is really, a statute is really talking about food. So now we can swap that out, chok, the statute, with food. For food. And it was established for Yaakov for sustenance. And the Gemara Mesachas Brachos says there is no standing except for davening, except for prayer. Whenever the Torah says va'amida or amida, it's talking about tefillah. So our new understanding using Chazal and the hints that Rabbi Nachman gave us, we can understand this verse to say, by standing to pray, Yaakov was providing sustenance. V'zeh perish, and this is what is meant when the verse in Tehillim says, Shamru When they say they guarded his testimonies and he gave them a chok, a statue. What does this mean? Edus, testimony, zet tefillah. This is talking about prayer. Like the Pasuk says, Meaning that the tribes of God are a testimony for the Jewish people and give praise to the name of God. Also our rabbis teach in Mesecha Shavuos, There is no testimony except for prayer. That this standing is prayer, as we learned above. And this whole zivug, this unification happens when we give testimony regarding his unification, his togetherness, saying Hashem is one, Hashem echad ushmo echad. God is all one. When we recognize ein od milvado, that everything is God alone, then there's a testimony that comes together, and that testimony that, that we're giving is part of our tefillah, is part of our prayer. And when we pray, we bring the zivug together, the unification of the two sides of God, which is connected to unification of a husband and a wife, which is connected to the unification of a person and their parnasa, their job. 
And parenthetically, it's important to note that some of the commentaries in Lakut Maran discuss how this zivug, this unification, is not exclusively talking about a marriage partner, and it's not exclusively talking about a person and their, their profession, their job in order to bring money into their home, but also in the general sense, connecting anything, a person and their neighborhood, a person and their, their shul, their community, a person and the opportunities that they're given, be they professional or spiritual or monetary. All of these things, when two things come together, that in the grander sense is called a zivug. And when we pray in the appropriate way with our kolkocho, with our energies, then we bring these unifications together on high. And then on, then it kind of kicks back to us to receive those connections that are flowing in our direction. And to the extent that a person provides sustenance to his Father in Heaven through one's prayers, so too will this person be given his sustenance. And this is what the verse means when we say, that it's just as challenging to provide a person with sustenance as it is to split the sea that we were speaking about before. What does that mean? This means that someone's sustenance is split up into 12 different pathways. Each of those correspond to one of the 12 tribes of God. Now, before closing this episode, I want to be clear about one particular thing. We brought it up earlier, but there's a different angle in regards to sustaining God in order to get something back. It seems like if we stopped right here without developing the nuance, if you didn't listen on to the next shiur, the next class, so then something would be missing. And you might, God forbid, think that God is like an ATM machine. If I put something in... My ATM card, meaning my my prayers, then I'm going to get something out. Because that's what this seems to be saying. To the level that I sustain, Kaviyachal, God, the way that I give my prayers, so too, that's, how, that's what I will get back in exchange. There is truth to this. However, this concept is not so simple. We must understand that as soon as we start to view Hashem as an ATM machine, that our relationship is only a transaction, as opposed to a relationship, something's missing. There must be a relationship with the Almighty. It's not just, here, take my card and give me some money. Here, take my prayers and give me the sustenance that I need. That's not how God works. There's an ongoing relationship. And please, God, as we continue to learn and we continue to grow, we can continue to develop our relationships and recognize Hashem for the Almighty power that He is and not, chas v'shalom, simply an ATM machine. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.